sought-after brands in the world with a five-star shopping experience with no compromises. We want people to feel comfortable, relax, educate them, give them high quality for the right price. Store hours and more at shopidc.com. The following program is sponsored by Bay Area Medical CanCare Clinic. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour. Only on AM860, The Answer. Today will be mostly sunny with a high of 81. Then clear skies tonight, low 55. Mostly sunny and pleasant tomorrow, high on Monday 83. Then partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 62. Sunny to partly cloudy Tuesday, dry weather to get out to vote, high 84. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Holly Holdren for AM860, The Answer. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD, and we're doing a show. I got Ken by my side as usual, and uh, we are having a good time. We've been chit-chatting a little bit, and I was <laughs> trying to figure out what the uh, what the uh, show was about, the financial show that's on before me now. We lost the uh, Mr. Green Thumb, huh? Looks like, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's gone. Retired, I guess. Yeah, Retired. Good run. Well, good run. Yeah, he had a good run. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah. I met him and his son at the station. They're they're nice people. So uh, actress Brooke Shield had a grand mal seizure, and she attributed this to drinking too much water. Now she's in her late fifties, and uh, what's it called? Know, grand mal seizure. That's you know when you get the shaking and jerking, and uh, you lose consciousness, and you foam at the mouth. <laughs> okay, I'd never heard of that before. Yeah, grand mall. That means really bad. Grand is big and mall is bad. Big and bad. So there's different kinds of seizures. Grand mall, pettit malls, uh, absence seizures. Uh, you can even have seizures where you smell funny odors or hear things or have sensations and uh, but still retain consciousness. So, But at any rate, you know, the, this, this water imbibing that so many people do is a as they read the, all this nonsense on the uh, on the internet about staying hydrated, it's uh, it, it's a problem because as people get older, their the thermo and the uh, osmoreceptors in the brain they change and they don't they don't work as well as they did when we were young. So osmolality is the uh, is the uh, basically the amount of salt to water in your bloodstream. That's the main determinant of osmolality, along with some proteins and sugar and a few other things but uh so what happens is you lose that ability to to maintain your osmolar uh balance and so people start drinking tons of water you know and i'm drinking water because it's good for you and i don't think that that's that's the right approach i think that you should drink the amount that you need to to uh to make it through the day and that's not really much ken that's three or four glasses and if you're drinking coffee and tea and you're eating watermelon, I mean, basically you're getting water there. So, but uh, it's something that I try to educate my patients about because a lot of them, as you know, are older and uh, that becomes a real problem and they can dilute their, their sodium and their bloodstream down. You don't actually have less sodium in your bloodstream. You just have relatively more water. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you should, you're, what you're actually saying here is drink when you're thirsty. 
Yeah, drink when you're thirsty. And uh, if you if you think you're dehydrated, if you've been outside and you've been sweating and working and, you know, swinging your sledgehammer and breaking up the driveway or whatever, then you should have something with a little electrolyte in it. So sweat is basically one quarter the amount of electrolytes in your in your bloodstream. So that's why Gatorade and all these products are so popular, because they actually replace what you have lost. And uh, that's the way to do it, not to go in and, and drink water after you've been outside sweating. That That's going to, for older people in particular, that's going to dilute down the, the sodium. So let me let me put it like this. Let's say you have a gallon of water and a half gallon of water, and you put an ounce of salt in each one and shake it up, and then you measure it in the lab. Well, the gallon jug's going to have one ounce per gallon, but the half gallon jug is going to have how much? Two ounces per gallon. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So you can think of it in, in the reverse as if you had uh, normally two ounces per gallon and then you diluted it down with more water in the system. You haven't really lost any salt. You've just added more water. And that can become a problem because it can cause seizures. It can cause muscle tremors. It can cause um, loss of consciousness. And if it's really severe, it can even cause death. We rarely see that from water and bibing, but we we do see it occasionally in people with with uh, other diseases like kidney disease uh, where they can't uh, they can't get rid of their water load so you have you have hormones that actually work on the kidney to get rid of water or hang on to salt or both or neither and it's a fine balance and um, that that we don't want to interfere with too much especially as we get older so that's my little homily on. And uh, I know there's some weight loss programs. In fact, I was on one where they um, required you to drink like seven glasses of water a day. Is is that something that was harmful at the time and should be avoided? It depends. Now, as long as your your thermo and uh, osmoreceptors in your brain are working properly, the osmoreceptors are the ones that manage the salt water balance in your bloodstream, and you're releasing the hormones appropriately, then you can usually get rid of uh, the water, the excess water that you that you drink, and you probably peed a lot when you were yeah. doing that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So your kidneys were working, but as you get older, you lose that ability to uh, to control the salt water balance. The osmoreceptors just don't work like they used to when you were younger. So it's all so, about your age, I guess. So. Yeah, infants and old farts. So <laughs> okay. that that's the <laughs> well. I mean, you know, come on, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just just use some common sense, folks, when you're when you're rehydrating, as they say, oh, I'm rehydrating. I'm drinking, you know, two gallons of water a day. Well, I'm not sure that that's hydration because water is not volume in your bloodstream, Ken. It is not volume. Volume is salt in water or red blood cells, packed red blood cells. That, that'll give you some volume or certain proteins, uh, which will add volume to your to your system, but salt and water are the main components of the volume in our bloodstream. That's that's what makes it not water. And people say, well, I needed volume, so I drank water. Well, that, that ain't going to give you volume, buddy boy. I'll guarantee you. <laughs> any rate. You know, the, the Internet advice is going to kill us all eventually, I think. I had three cases of Google cancer come in this week. Google cancer, huh? Google cancer. I haven't heard that in, phrase yet. There's no cure for it. And and uh, they they never die, so it <laughs> it's just it's very worrisome, you know. 
Yeah, Google cancer, it's a bad one. I'll it's, bet that makes you frustrated, yeah. Well, they, they suffer so much for so many years, and <laughs> and then they die of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on, Doc? Well, in Italy now, the, uh, you know, Vesuvius, remember Mount Vesuvius? Sure, know it well. In Naples and... Uh, Been to Pompeii. Yeah, buried Pompeii and Herculeum. Well, now there's another one about 20, 30 miles east of uh, Naples in a little town uh, of 500,000 or so, Pozzoli, Italy. And so diners at a restaurant ran out when another earth-shaking rumble happened, and uh, there's fear that the volcano that is there is going to erupt. So these people are they're in the shadow of, of a huge uh, monster volcano that is still active, but uh, how, how badly it's going to erupt, nobody knows. And uh, there are several super volcanoes in the world. One of them, by the way, is, is uh, Yellowstone Park. Did you know that? That's a caldera, actually. It's a, it's a, it's a volcanic caldera. If it ever goes off, it's all over, folks. <laughs> well, the thing about the park there is you can get people out, but, you know, how are you going to get uh, half a million people out of the path of, uh, of uh, a spewing volcano in, in southeastern, southwestern Italy? My bad. Naples is on the west coast. Beautiful town. Cute area. Love that area. Naples is nice. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they're they're literally and figuratively shaking in their boots. Well, I would be too. I, I'd probably be moving right now. Yeah, I think that uh, it might not be a bad idea to get the get the puck out of Dodge. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And uh, so that that's a problem for that part of Italy. We hope that they uh, work it out. Meanwhile, back in Ukraine, there's a little village right on the border with Russia. And uh, the Russians hit uh, a cafe there, targeting civilians, of course, and killed about a quarter of the town. And so the town people, the town was originally uh, part of the Ukraine. Russians got it. Now Ukraine has it back. And so the Ukrainians are looking at their neighbors because they think it's an inside job. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So that's. I guess that's... the, the uh, he hit another ship over there overnight. Yeah, we we heard that, um, and I guess we're we're helping them out. And Biden announced uh, some new uh, aid for security assistance for the Ukrainians. It's not a lot, one hundred twenty-five to three hundred million, but uh, I think it's a I think it's a statement that we're because there's a lot of criticism that Israel is detracting from the uh, Ukrainian war effort and our willingness to help them. By the way, the Europeans are helping them. And, uh, you know, I don't blame Zelensky for saying don't give up on us and don't focus solely on Israel because we need your help, too. And I agree they do need our help. I don't know what the administration is uh, is going to do. Did they ever get any jet fighters over there? They're still waiting. Why? They're still, they're still training these guys to fly them. That's what we've been hearing. They're not quite trained yet. But maybe by the end of the year, so. Well, I mean, are they pilots or are they? Yeah, they're uh, regular pilots in the Ukrainian Air Force, and they just had to be trained on the F-16. I guess it takes about a year to do that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, why did they give them a, like a, a, a Game Boy or a Nintendo <laughs> and let them practice on that? 
they probably do have them. I bet they do have them on their home computers where they can work on them. Yeah, they must. Yeah, I'm sure they're there. Do they have computers in the Ukraine? I guess they do. I think they have a few. <laughs> and we know they have drones because they're being very successful with their drones. Oh, yeah. I wonder where they're getting them. Are they, they're making are, them. They're making them themselves? Yes, they're making them themselves. Cool beans, These man. little boats and everything they're, they're, they're drinking out there and blowing up ships with? Amazing. And we all, thought they, we all thought this war was going to last, what, a week? Maybe a month? Well, I think the wild card here is is the Ukrainians. I mean, they are much tougher and more resilient than any of us thought. No kidding. Yeah. I I figured it'd be about a month tops. That would have that been it. But go, boys, go. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. But you're right. Uh, European Europeans are helping a lot. Yeah. And I've, I've met several Ukrainians over the years, and uh, they're some big boys. <laughs> they're some Brutal tall- guy, yeah. They, they they look they look like they could hold their own. I told you we did that skydiving on the on the cruise. It's not really skydiving. It's a wind uh, tunnel that blows up, and so you're you you feel like you're skydiving because you're off the ground and being buffeted by wind. And uh, the guy that was instructing us was a Ukrainian, and I said, "Dude, why aren't you at home killing Russians?" <laughs> he did. He just ignored me. <laughs> I guess he's a pacifist. Maybe he did his time, and he's uh, he left the country after that. He may have. He may have. He just didn't want to talk about it, you know. So here's the latest from from the uh, from the lunchroom and from the office. Jews are arming themselves. Um, Andrew, the young pain management doctor, who's now in the office a few days a week, and my friend David, who is a lunch buddy, he's a family practitioner. They're both going to get guns and taking gun classes now. And uh, we were talking about the anti-Semitic movement in the United States. And I think there's a real fear that it's going to become uh, violent. And uh, certainly the the amount of hate crimes that are going on in the country are largely aimed at and have always been aimed at Jews. And, uh, you know, I, I carry a pistol. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um uh, can I get it out in time to defend myself? I don't know, but I'll sure go down. You'll, you'll <laughs> certainly try. Yes. I'll try. I'll give it the old college effort. <laughs> uh, you know, these are these are guys who have never handled a gun, who uh, are basically pacifists, and they're saying they're they're worried now. And uh, you know, I don't blame them. I think that the Jewish side of the family in the United States, anyway, is too long gone on with this left wing pacifist socialist internationalist outlook and i think they're rethinking that now ken i think they're rethinking that and of course biden's in a bind because he's losing his far left support over the israeli situation and he's going to lose money from the jewish side of the family too because they're not going to put up with this crap i mean eventually they're going to start saying no we're not going to give you any money for your campaign and you know jews have funded the democrats for decades yeah yes that's right and uh, now, now the 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 tribe is awakening. Hopefully, hopefully the tribe is awakening, and they're starting to see these guys for what they are—that they uh, pander to uh, anti-Semites and uh, anti-Americans and communists. And uh, you know, I don't care what you say. Communism is a bad thing. Anti-Semitism is a bad thing. And 
Islam has got to undergo some kind of reformation because it's just a, a terrible, terrible religion that teaches people to hate and kill. I mean, that's not that's not a religion. That's a cult. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you stop that. And my friend Andrew, he actually went to a medical school in Israel. And when he was a student, he, they went on ambulance runs, as, as you know, uh, we were supposed to do that in, in our medical school. I, I think I've, I've got somebody to sign a piece of paper because I don't want to go in no stinking ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you pull up with a limo, there you, know, go. there you go. That's my ride. <clears throat> At any rate. And so he went over to Gaza because a woman was having a stroke and they went to pick her up. And, you know, a lot of the critical care that is provided for the uh, for the uh Palestinians is is performed in in Israeli hospitals. Did you know that? I did not. No. Yeah. So you know the, the next level up is uh, you know Palestinians may have uh, just a general hospital, but for more specialized intensive care like cardiac and stroke and all that, you go to Israel. So at any rate, so he went in and uh, they were checking on this woman, and there was a kid, school age kid, and with a and the kid had a booklet there from their school, and he opened it up, and you know what he saw? A Jew with horns and fangs. Right out of the Nazi playbook, right really? out. Of, yeah, and I mean, this is what these kids are learning. And uh, how are you going to stop the uh, <clears throat> the hatred when this is going on? You can't. You, can't. No. you cannot do it. You have to put an end to this. So the Gaza needs to be uh, occupied. That's all there is to it. They, Hamas needs to be defeated, and uh, the Gaza needs to be occupied. And if you don't want Israel to do it, then get somebody else. But go in there. Make these kids go to school, make them learn to read and write and uh, arithmetic and do all the things that normal kids should be doing and not to hate. It's got to stop. That's my rant. And it was a good one, but I don't know how you solve the problem, you know. It really, because that's great. That's what we need to do. But getting there is a whole other um, kettle of worms, you know. Well, I think there has to be a political will to do it and resolve. And, um, you know, Biden's going to have to choose. Does he want to lose uh, the far left, which is really not that big of a, a part of the of the pool for him? Uh, and if he does lose the far left, um, he'll probably hang on to more of the middle. Granted, or does he, yes. he want to lose uh, the Jewish vote and the Jewish money, which is only, you know, a very small percentage of, of the uh, – of the democratic party, but it's, it's been a very vociferous and a very active and a very powerful part of the, of the democratic party for decades now. And we've had uh, Jewish senators and Jewish congressmen. Uh, we've got, I think that uh, the vice president's husband is a Jew. Uh, and so we've got uh, people that are in power uh, that are, we even have Jews on the Supreme court or we did, I don't know if we still have any Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, she was Jewish. Uh, so the Jews, for a small percentage of the population, have had a tremendous impact on uh, on the country, on the politics. Um, and if you look at the list of of, uh, of Nobel Prize winners, you know, the, the Jews have, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Somebody showed me a list. It's like 40 or 50 different Jewish guys and gals have won uh Nobel prizes. Doesn't Can surprise you, me, actually. It doesn't. 
no and and you know how many muslims have won <laughs> i mean it's <laughs> like you can count it on two hands i'm sure yeah uh, so uh you know you, you want to kill all the jews but you want health care you want a rule of law you want banks i mean you know <laughs> how are you going to have all this without without the brain trust of uh, the jewish community you can't it won't work so we have brought a lot to the table and i say we because you know i'm a half breed but still i count myself in with the uh, with the tribe they don't want me but i like them well presidents in this country going back to the very well going back to world war ii dictates that we support israel and did you know that george washington personally met with uh uh jewish immigrants uh early on in the in the history of our republic and uh, welcomed them with open arms and said you know you're you have been wandering and you have now found a home and we welcome you george washington in the 1790s not bad huh you can't get more american than that no but that was that's what this country was was back then and still is today in many ways you know give us your wretched what's it say on the uh, statue of liberty there you're poor and you're right exactly and you're smelly i mean <laughs> At any rate, so you know my my grandparents they were they were immigrants from Europe. My f- mother's parents were Polish, and my mother's father was a coal miner. And uh, my mother truly is the daughter of a coal miner who made made great in her life, became a doctor, and uh, contributed to society, and uh, was active uh, on presidential councils and uh, state and county health care. For the indigent. That's the great American dream. You know, you come here with nothing and you make yourself a life. Now, the Jewish side of the family, my father's father, um, he actually left his wife and my father uh, blamed him for all of his life, for all of his problems throughout his life. And my grandfather on on my dad's side, he actually ended up doing a little time because he was running He was running a little scheme, a little uh, fraud deal with uh, some of the cops, and they were fixing tickets and getting a little kickback on the side. And I told one of my Jewish friends that, and he said, oh, a businessman. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and that is. I mean, you know, at least he had some uh, some uh, insight into the business world. <laughs> now, my grandfather came here in 22 and my grandmother about the same time. He came from Germany. She came from Poland. Grandpa was a farmer. The difference between then and today is my grandfather came through, not Ellis Island, but they had two two different entry points back then. If you were sponsored, and he did, he had a job and he had a place to live all set up for him already. You got to go in through like an express, uh, an express area in New York City ports. Everybody else went to Ellis Island where they, you know, gave you the full... Uh, the full physical and sent you back if you had any terrible diseases and things like that. So um, that's the difference today. It was controlled back then. It was very controlled on who got in and who didn't get in. And that's what we need more of today. Well, the that's true um, coming in from, uh, from the East Coast and also from the West Coast. Uh, you know, we had laws that, that limited the number of Chinese and Japanese who could come in in the 19th century. Uh, because there was a great fear that the cheap labor market would would uh, destroy the economy 
And uh, so there was a lot of animosity towards the Orientals coming in. But the one border that was not uh, closed and was very porous was the border with Quebec. Oh, sure. <laughs> and there, there's a lot of people in uh, New Hampshire and, and uh, Maine and Vermont and up in that area that that they, they trace their roots back to uh, the French Canadians, the Arcadians, <laughs> because their families went back and forth and some stayed here and some went back and but uh, fascinating. It's fascinating to see how this works. But my, my, my grandfather on my dad's side actually emigrated from Poland to Canada and then just walked into the U.S. That's the way to do he it. He just walked in. He said, I just walked in and got a job and eventually got a driver's license and all that stuff, and I was an American as far as I was concerned. <laughs> yeah. And uh, people are still doing that, Ken. They're still walking across the border. I mean, it's a huge border. And it's largely unprotected. I mean, you can walk across in, in any number of places. Especially out of Canada, yeah. Yeah, out of Canada. That's what I'm talking about because that's our northern border is with Canada, which a lot of people don't know. <laughs> that, that big country north of us is called Canada. It's cold up there and a little snowy, but yeah, a lot of nice. people live there. Yeah, yeah they're, they're nice people. And they're, they're very nice people. Pushing 40 million, mostly immigrants that are growing the population because they're they're at a zero growth, just like m- most of the Western countries. And at any rate, so after the uh, after the war in Israel is over with Hamas, what's going to happen to Gaza? That's the big question. And of course, the United States wants one thing and the Israelis want another. The Israelis see this as an existential threat. They want to completely eliminate Hamas and basically implement their own ruling body. And uh, I think they're talking with the Palestinian uh, government that was there before Hamas took over. But the Palestinians have been taught that this is just a proxy government of the Israelis, and they don't trust them. So we've uh, we've got that to sort out. Did you know there's over 300 miles of tunnels so far that they've discovered? 300 miles? 300 miles. They call it the uh, the uh, Gaza Metro. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, they're bombing, and then people are coming out, and they're saying sinkholes open up because the bombs go deep enough to uh, disrupt the tunnels, and then the tunnels uh, cave in. And so there are sinkholes opening up in the Gaza after the Israelis get done bombing those areas. It's a, it's a fascinating situation, and one that I'm— I hope will be resolved quickly. You think anything the UN could do for us? Nah, the UN no. they've already condemned Israel as uh, as committing genocide. Come on, give me a break. Yeah, I know it's just a just a thought. It's just you know politicizing all of this is just ridiculous. Yeah, the UN is kind of useless <laughs> and has In been. My from, yeah, I, you know, but. Uh, the politicians love it. They want to hang on to it. They want to stay in it. Democrats and Republicans, they think that at least you have a dialogue that can go on. Uh, and uh, I guess it's also an intelligence gathering instrument because you can you can uh, see all your spy buddies there from different countries and kind of rub shoulders and catch <laughs> up on what the latest weaponry is and who's going where and when is China going to invade Taiwan and that kind of stuff. But it, it makes no sense to me. It seems like it did work for there for a while. Like in the, in, in the Korean era, the Korean War era, it seemed like it worked much better than it does now. No. But I was pretty young, so. 
we were still in a proxy war with Russia and China. Actually, yeah. we, we were actually fighting Chinese. Yes, we were. Yeah. We were. All right. Well, let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of it. Okay, on, it's on prime property in New York. Let's sell that. You know, we could put up a really nice high rise. It's a nice view of the river. Oh, there. it's a gorgeous place. Yeah. We could get Trump to build something and we could uh, we could sell those units for four or five million dollars. Easily. Just Easily. off of in Manhattan? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. All right. Well, it's time for coffee and oh, a question. Goodness. Oh, a question. I haven't even thought about a question. You got a question? I don't even have a question this morning. I didn't think about it. Let's yeah, see got, here. I've got a question. What did Brooke Shields have from drinking too much water? What oh. what she what medical problem did she have from drinking too much water? That's a good question. That's a, yeah, we talked about that at the very top of the show. So that's yeah. If you uh, remember, if you're going to describe, at least describe the circumstances, I won't make them come up with the exact name of it. But No, they don't have it. Just, you can, you know. just tell me what she did. Right. Just yeah, tell me what yeah, she yeah. did. Yeah. And, and we're 877-969-8600. Is that our number? That is correct. 877-969-8600. This is for two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. And the first correct answer will win. Again, that number is 877-969-8600. Are you ready, Doc? Say goodbye for a while. I'm ready to say goodbye. I'm at at 727-384-6411. I'll be right back. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The Russian military says a Ukrainian missile strike on a shipyard in annexed Crimea Saturday has damaged a Russian ship. The defense ministry says Ukrainian forces fired 15 cruise missiles at the Zaliv shipyard in Kerch, a city in the eastern part of the Crimean Peninsula. Air defenses shot down all but two, but the others did strike and damage a vessel. No details on about how badly that ship might be harmed. The conviction of former cryptocurrency mogul Sam Bankman-Fried for stealing at least $10 billion from customers and investors is the latest black mark for the crypto industry. But in Washington, there seems to be little or no interest in pushing through regulation. A number of the efforts uh, Congress has considered have gone nowhere. The bipartisan divide is preventing anybody from agreeing to do anything. This is SRN News. Attention. AM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com. 93.7 FM. W229DJ Dunedin. By downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical. Located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare Clinic, offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727 384 6411 727 384 6411 
When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. Today will be mostly sunny with a high of 81, then clear skies tonight, low 55. Mostly sunny and pleasant tomorrow, high on Monday 83, then partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 62. Sunny to partly cloudy Tuesday, dry weather to get out to vote, high 84. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Holly Holdren for AM860, The Answer. Back. This is Dr. Bill. I got Ken with me, and I've got the Buddha behind me for those who are watching the live stream on the, on YouTube or Facebook. That's a Buddha statue from a Buddhist temple that we were in in uh, Singapore. Really nice. Do you see that, Ken? I can. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like that, 14 hands there. What do you have? A lot of hands behind you. How a lot many, of hands. How many hands on that? Um, Let's see. One, two, three, four at least. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, and I maybe that's not a Buddhist temple. Maybe that's a Hindu temple. You get a lot of work done around the house like that. Yeah, you get well, and you can bless <laughs> a lot of people too. So I told you about the uh, the Buddhist priest uh, in the subway in in Seoul, South Korea, when I was there. I think you mentioned t- something about that, yeah. And he uh, he turned to me. I was sitting there watching him beat his drum and his tambourine and give blessings and collect a little money. And he turned to me and said, "You like Bushy?" George Bush. Oh, okay. didn't like Bushy. <laughs> he went through every president from Truman forward. He hated every Democrat and loved every Republican. Well, there you go. There you go. That's our kind of guy. <laughs> My kind of guy. Do you like Bushy? <laughs> like Bushy? Yeah, I like Bushy. <laughs> you know who I like? Who? Bob Boshin. All right. Bob, Bob? actually Boshin. Bob Boshin. Boshin. Of hey, safety Bob. of Safety Harbor, Florida, is our winner. Uh, Bob knew that. Um, I forgot who was it now. Which which actress was it? Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields had a problem with the what, Doc? She had a grand mal seizure, a, a, an epileptic seizure from supposedly drinking too much water and uh, diluting down the sodium in her bloodstream. So and, there you go. And Bob, you won two Doctor Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. Um, be coming to you in the mail in a few weeks, I'll bet. So thanks. Yeah, I, I got to get back on that. I've been tardy. I've been late on get, getting the mugs out. I'll do that this weekend. I'll finish that up today, guys. So and, hang uh, it. Thanks, everybody, I'm, who tried to call in. 
Yeah, and thank everybody. And I, you know, I really love you guys and appreciate you being with me on the show. It it really does mean a lot to me. I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm with the people. You know what I mean, Ken? We're a nice little, nice little Sunday morning family here. Yeah, yeah. So meanwhile, the Hamburg airport in Germany remains closed as police deal with a hostage situation. So some Turkish guy who doesn't even speak German, he uh, he kidnapped his kid, his four-year-old, and drove to the airport, crashed through the gates, and he's uh, under the wing of a jet plane somewhere <laughs> in the airport. Oh, and they're trying to negotiate with him to uh, let the four-year-old go. And uh, uh, it's a Turkish Airlines plane, by the way. So I guess he, he chose what he knew best. Uh, and that's going on now. I don't know if they resolved it yet, but that when I woke up this morning, that was in the news. I, I hadn't heard about that one yet. Yep. That's, what what does he think? How's that going to end? How how do you start this and think it's going to end? It's going to be okay. Know, we'll just I get on a plane. I do not know. <laughs> I do not. And uh, and first of all, it's just not worth fighting over the kids. Just just back off and let the women have. And secondly, you got to be a little bit crazy to crash through the airport gate and hide under a wing of a plane. Yeah, especially with a four year old that you supposedly love so much. Yes. Well, you love them so much, you got to kill them. Exactly, yeah. Family annihilators. Yeah. This guy's probably a little crazy, and uh, but you know the lesson here is for the Germans is uh, watch out what you wish for. You, you wanted all these all these Eastern European workers to come in to help you out. There you go. There you go. Now you got problems, buddy boy. Mm-hmm. Man. Now you got problems. Whole then, world going nuts, doc. Well, we're not. Yeah, this is a, a an island of sanity here. This is it. You know, if you want to know what normal is, now you have to realize that the bell-shaped curve takes in all the beings of the universe. <laughs> Ken and I are at the very apex, <laughs> right in the dead center of that curve. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Could have gone either way. <laughs> it could have, but... Uh, and we actually have had verification from some uh, exoplanets that have beamed us some messages and <laughs> said, you know, you guys really are the coolest and the best, and we love you. So we have listeners from all over the universe, which makes me feel good. Well, doing radio, you are sort of immortal, you know. You are. It, it just keeps of, on going. That's right. Keeps on going, just keeps going. Somewhere, and- somebody could put up an antenna out in the Andromeda Galaxy and be watching the uh, first episode of Lucy. There you go, and uh, and probably enjoying it too. Well, big, it has to be a big antenna, but yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're in the Andromeda, you might have a big one. It's true. I mean, antenna that is right. Okay, so uh, now up in Pennsylvania, we've got uh, Heather Presty, P R E S S D E E, forty one of Natrona Heights, allegedly admitted to trying to end the lives of nineteen. Nursing home patients. I think she got two knocked off. Um, she felt sorry for them and wanted to. Oh, really? <laughs> Did she check with them first? I mean, you know, you, uh, yeah. It's the kind of thing yeah. you might want to ask about first. Yeah. Uh, is it okay if I kill you? Yeah, I'm feeling sorry for you. You mind if I just put you <laughs> out of my misery, would you? Knocked off and get rid of you. You don't need to be around anyway. <laughs> Plus, I have to take care of your sorry butt and clean you up and change your diaper. Oh, she's just everything. trying to lighten the load. I see. Okay. So uh, I don't think it worked very well for her because she's now been arrested. Well, man. 
So she knocked off two and 17 more. And she she really does have a pleasant smile, a little bit does on she? the chubby side. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she's got, uh, you know, bleach blonde hair. Mm. I can't see if there are any tattoos. And there's, we didn't get the arms just to Anything more nefarious like that? Did she have them sign over their trust funds or something like that? You know? Uh, she probably tried. <laughs> I'm guessing. Hey, as long was- as you're going. You know, if they if they were in a nursing home where she was working, I'm guessing that this was fairly indigent population. She was. Mm. All right. Well, that's sad. Mm-mm. Sad for the, for the victims. She should get whatever oh, coming her. We're not going to live forever, but but that doesn't give anybody the right to uh, to decide when I go and when I don't go. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think that that is something between Mother Nature and me. Absolutely. And, uh, I I hope Mother Nature never takes you. Well, she's going to get me eventually. She tried a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I, I beat her again. <laughs> yeah, Joe Death was at the door, and I said, get lost. And he ran. He's scared of me. That's right. You're you. I'm Dr. Bill. <laughs> Angel of Death, don't mess with you. Don't mess with me, baby. So uh, I really believe this, Ken, that suffering is part of life. It doesn't mean that we have to suffer all the time. It doesn't mean that we can't have relief from suffering with pain medications or antidepressants or whatever, or hugs and kisses. But I think that uh, without suffering, we we really do not progress. We really cannot grow. And uh, I think that death is one of those events that we need to go through naturally. Uh, it's not a religious thing for me. It's just a, a 45 years of practicing medicine and seeing people and watching them and seeing how they develop and seeing how families handle death too. Uh, I think that, uh, that you got to let people have the opportunity to uh, see the process and let go and let go of their loved ones. And, And I think that when we help people through that, when they have a loved one who is dying and we allow that person to go through the process and allow the family to, hold hands and grieve and say their goodbyes, you have a much better outcome for the family. And you're going to be dead either way. So yeah, but that's up, but it's marginally easier. Probably I've never experienced this other, the other way, but then having somebody killed in an auto accident who you just, you know, said goodbye to 20 minutes ago. That's always difficult because it's so sudden. Exactly. There was no goodbye. There was no goodbye. And you, and, you know, life is short. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. I mean, any one of us can walk out the door and get run over by a bus. Uh, but uh, it's it's not that common anymore. We're much safer, healthier, uh, better organized society. At least we were until the recent past. Yeah. Uh, looks like we're going downhill again, but hopefully we'll pull ourselves back up. I have faith in America. I have faith in America, too. But... Not a lot of Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I love humanity, but you know it's people. I just can't, just can't stand, stand them. Man. I know. I can't stand them. <laughs> so no, how are dogs? Are nice. I like the dogs we have. I'm, yep, I like the dogs. Well, it reminds me of that. You know, mom. You know that uh, comedy. Uh, yeah, show sure. That, you know they. They moved into a house in one episode that had been uh, 
the scene of a mass murder by a guy that was dressed up in a in a fisherman's outfit and uh and they so they're talking they say he killed everybody yeah and the dog too and the dog oh <laughs> i know <laughs> the people who care the dog, you can yeah. blow away 30 people but kill one dog oh my god and people go nuts cool. yeah no i love the dog videos i love sitting around watching dog videos on the internet they're just oh, yeah. endlessly interesting animals to me you know what I like is I like that show uh, at the zoo. Have you watched that? I have not watched at the zoo. It's a PBS thing or um... it's on uh, the animal channel. Oh, animal uh, planet. Okay. And animal planet. What zoo so, do they uh, cover? They, I, just zoos all over the world kind of thing. They do a lot of the Bronx zoo. And uh, of course they do the, uh, the zoo that, uh, uh, the, in Australia that, uh, the, uh, crocodile hunter what was his name oh his, his wife and, and he got speared by a by a by, man yeah by an rain. yeah right through the chest ouch right. yeah forgot um, his name yeah yeah at any rate his son and his daughter and his his uh widow they have started a big zoo in in australia and they're taking in all kinds of animals so it's it's interesting to see and and you get to see a little bit of the veterinary work that goes on and kind of makes me think about medical school <laughs> you want to switch over to, to vets you want to be a vet i've taken care of dogs have you really I've yeah yeah I've, I've diagnosed and treated dogs i told you we we had uh, the, the standard poodles ty and tiffany and ty was rambunctious and he ran out in the road and got whacked by a car and uh he was so wiry though and so flexible that he really didn't get hurt but we took him to the doggy emergency room on on uh I think on 22nd Avenue near 34th Street here in St. Pete. And uh, there was a young, newly graduated vet. And uh, she said she wanted to take x-rays. And I want what the hell, let her take some x-rays. She takes x-rays and she put the x-ray up and she said, look, I think he's got a fracture here, here, and here. And I said, honey bunny, those are the normal joint spaces between the ribs and the and the spine. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> She said, can we keep him overnight? I said, nah, we'll take him home. We can handle it. Keep, you can't have him, no. <laughs> but, you know, we I mean, we took care of that dog. You know, their, their, their skin is so loose that you don't even have to start an IV. You can just inject a liter of fluid under their skin. It's called hypodermoclesis. And it's an old-time treatment. My mother used to give that to the pediatric kids when they couldn't get an IV started. They'd give, uh, give them saline there we are back to the saline thing again mm -hmm. get volume in these kids who had diarrhea and were dehydrated <clears throat> and you can do the same with a dog you can inject one or two liters or you can even just just put an iv right into their subcutaneous fat <clears throat> and turn it on and they'll absorb that over a period of several hours well they um they're very lovable like right have had many many dogs and never been disappointed in any of them some been smarter than others but <laughs> you take what you can get you know i got one right now that um he's been coming to the back door same house for what three years now almost and he still doesn't realize that the door opens from the other side <laughs> he, he'll go to the left side of the door instead of the right side but the door opens from the right and for, for like 10 times a day two years he hasn't figured out he should be standing over on the right side. 
of the door instead of the left side of the door. Obviously not a poodle. <laughs> I don't know what this thing is. This is a, it's a mutt, but he is not the brightest. He's great at security. He barks at anything that moves, so that was always nice. Yep, that's that's a good thing to have. Now, our male uh, poodle, he never met anybody he didn't like, dog, <laughs> human, anybody. He'd go to the dog park, and the, you know some dog would try and pick a fight with him, and he was laughing and jumping around. <laughs> Finally, the other dog's like, damn, this guy's not going to play, is he? <laughs> I answered my dog one uh, one afternoon. Uh, doorbell rang, and full bark, growling. I had him by the collar, opened the door. It was an ADT man trying to sell me an alarm. He, he looked at me. He looked at the dog. He, you really don't need this. I said, no, I don't think so. Thanks. <laughs> Good to have. Yeah. Good to have a watchdog. Yeah, we had a doggy door, and uh, the female, Tiffany, uh, she knew what it was for, but she was always afraid to go through it. And uh, so I had to keep pushing her through it. The only time she'd go running through it is when the male tie went out first and she had to keep up with him and keep an eye on him. She would not let that poor dog out of her sight. She was worse than my wife. <laughs> I'm telling you. She was a nag. <laughs> uh, so uh, the other dog passed away? Yeah, they both passed away a few years yeah. ago. Well. She had uh, she had leukemia, acute leukemia, and uh, he he drowned in the pool. Oh, Dude. how sad! Yeah, it was sad. I thought all dogs could swim. You know, I don't know. He uh, he apparently. Yeah. My wife says she thinks that Tiffany was calling to him. Mm-hmm. So okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't want to end the show on a bummer. Now, see what I did? See what I done? No, well, what, let's pick it up. Now, higher interest rates, uh, apparently some people think it's going to be good for the economy. Who's uh, saying that? Why would they say that? What's, what's, what's the logic there? Well, I think the interest rate projections uh, uh, that keep inflation down and also gives uh, uh, gives investors an opportunity to, to buy uh, treasury notes, which are paying fairly well. I think you can get up to 10% on some of them, depending on the length of them. The short terms are four and a half to 5% now. And uh, although that's not going to keep up with inflation, if you get a 10% bond for a year or two, that's not bad money. Yeah. That's not bad money. And that can help out. But it's also hurting the uh, housing industry right now. Credit card uh, interest rates are way up. So it's hurting a lot of people. Yeah. It's hurting a lot of people. Uh, but by the same token, it's cooled down the real estate market, which was really out of control there for a while. And well, it's, then, cooling, it's cooling inflation in general, I think. Yeah. And, Starting and, to. Yeah. Well, it's trying to. You know, the Fed wants it down to 2%. Inflationary rate, 2.5%, would be probably be acceptable. But they, they're shooting for 2%. Well, and, they got uh, a ways to go then. Yeah. yeah, they got a ways to go. So we're going to see high interest rates for a while, I think. And a higher neutral rate would come with a lot of benefits, according to some of the uh, of the uh, of the pundits. Uh, so we are basically having a soft landing, and and uh, as the economy cools down, the Fed can cut rates, which will heat it back up. But uh, we haven't had the the predicted recession yet, Ken, which uh, is a pleasant surprise. And yeah, people think... aren't losing jobs by the thousands, so no, that's good. That's all good stuff. I, I'll put yeah. up with the high interest rates if it, if we can keep the soft landing, you know. 
Yeah, and and, uh, and I think that's what we have been able to engineer, or at least the Fed has been able to engineer. Not the, not the regime in power, but the the Federal Reserve Board. They're the engineers of the. They're the technicians of the economy, not the president. You know, you have you have uh, monetary and and fiscal sides of the economy, and uh, one is the the Federal Reserve, and they determine how much money and interest rates and all that are out there. And the other side is Congress and the president who pass laws and try to make it fit into a budget that uh, that makes sense to them and that we can justify on our balance sheet so we don't look like we're broke when we go out to the world to do business. <laughs> well, uh, the good thing is that they're independent, so they really yeah. aren't. They are not really uh, influenced by any political aspirations yeah. at all. It's all numbers with them. All numbers, and uh, and also forecasting and looking at uh, history and trying to get these computers to uh, give them some insight into what to do and say. But they'll come down eventually. They always do. They do. So we have this New York Times writer resigns over a letter accusing Israel of uh, genocide. Um, she worked for the New York Times magazine. Her name is Jasmine Hughes. And Jasmine is black, and she uh, said that uh, the Israelis are committing genocide, which I haven't seen any evidence of that yet. But And meanwhile, Obama's calling for the end of occupation and security for Israel and a state for the Palestinians. We've been hearing this since what? Yeah, that's what that's... Jimmy Carter? More earlier than that. Yeah, I mean, this has been going on since uh, the British... Uh, Divided Israel and, and Palestine in two, or I guess into three, actually, because you got the West Bank. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah, that's uh, that's no help at all. Thanks, uh, Brock. And I mean, he's he's he along with Carter and uh, and uh, Clinton, they are truly the engineers of this mess over there. Oh, especially, especially Clinton, though. It, well, no, Carter. He's the one who walked away from the Shah, and that put the whole area into chaos. Well, that's true. He did kind of start it there, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And remember hugging Yasser Arafat? Yeah. At the peace accords? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this guy's a Nazi. You're hugging a Nazi. You're hugging somebody who wants to kill me. But it looked good on television there, Doc. It did, but it didn't get him a second term. Now, did it? <laughs> no, no, it didn't. There was no way he was getting a second term. Uh, so, at any rate, uh, you know, you've got these magazines up in New York that are largely uh, uh, editorial boards made up of Jews, and uh, you got somebody saying the Jews are are uh, committing genocide, and and uh, you know the, there should be from the west from the river to the sea, it should all be Palestinian. Well, how do you do that? Well, you kill all the Jews. That's how you do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's simple. There I mean, you go. Problem solved. Yeah. Problem solved. Then we're gone. And uh, then where do the Palestinians go when they need health care, loans, engineers? <laughs> I mean, and we will answer all those questions next week because, Doc, you got about 30 seconds left. You want to give the, oh my uh, God. You give so the, the phone number, the business, and all that? I am Dr. Bill, your Radio MD, and we are at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. We have telemedicine, 727-384-6411, 727-384-641, full-service clinic. Come and see me. I'm <laughs> out here, buddy boy. See Love you later. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Can Care Clinic. 